0: this is the ivy retirement podcast with peter loffenberg from the ivy league advisory group when a part of your financial strategy is out of tune your long-term goals your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer with many years of experience in the financial industry peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security retirement income planning wealth management and much more Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 866 360 2724 or visit us online at IVAG.com. And while you're at the website, check on the podcast page to check out our past shows and to subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out at any time with any questions that you may have uh, about your retirement planning, and we can set up a face to face meeting or a consultation on the phone. Today, I want to talk about traveling and retirement. For many retirees, travel is a big part of their plans in their post-work lives. But the question is, how can you conveniently and comfortably travel without breaking the bank? But before we get into traveling and retirement, I want to welcome my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today?
0: Well, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking, Peter. And you know, I've had a crazy week. We're trying to clear this hill uh, of some trees and brush behind our house. And uh, I'll tell you what, that's a lot of work, especially in the heat, <laughs> so uh, that's just one thing, but it keeps me busy, keeps me honest, and then work, of course. Uh, I've been doing great. How about you? What have you been up to, Peter?
1: Yeah, Tony, it's funny you say you've been clearing property, because I've been doing the same thing. Uh, oh, wow. I'm doing some brush cutting and, and organizing stuff around the yard, so in the heat and humid weather, it's, it's never fun, but it's one of those things you have to do, but overall, uh, overall I'm doing well, and uh, things are good. Thanks for asking.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, and, you know, I think we've got an interesting one today. Uh, This topic you've come up with, how to travel in retirement uh, and, uh, you know, and not break the budget. A lot of people want to travel in retirement. I think most people at least want to take a few trips. Some people want to travel constantly. So, you know, and when you first said, you know, how to travel in retirement, uh, the first thing I thought of is planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, the famous... (laughs) john candy steve martin movie so we had to have a discussion about that before the show uh i won't get into it though peter
1: yeah yeah i know i have not seen the movie tony i, I know you like to bring it up but that is one movie i have every not listener
0: seen. just gasps <laughs> some may have even had a small heart attack when they heard you say you haven't seen that classic movie
1: Peter. Appa- apparently after we do this podcast where i have to go watch that movie because i don't it's- think you're gonna let me live it down
0: no, no, by the, by <laughs> next week when we record next week's podcast, it's, you better have seen it. That's all I'm yeah. saying. But yes, seriously, sir. but seriously, a great topic that you've come up with. I mean, you know, once we punch that time clock for the last time and we finish work, we finally have the time we need to, you know, check out, you know, whatever it is we like to do. State parks, uh, national yeah. parks, You know some, you know historical monuments or memorials. Uh, People just like to visit historical sites across the country. Maybe go to Europe even, but all that takes money, doesn't it?
1: It does, and if you look. Tony consistently, when people are asked what do they want to do in retirement or what what are their priorities, travel is is time and time again is either number one or number two of what people plan on doing in retirement. So it's a huge topic, and and that's why I want to talk about it today. I think one of the first things that people need to start thinking about when it comes to traveling in retirement is starting to weigh their priorities. Right, if you're on a fixed income and you want to travel on a regular basis, you're likely going to have to cut back on things like home renov- home renovations or dining out. But if you are passionate about traveling, it is something that you really want to do. There's still plenty of places to go see that it's not going to be much of a sacrifice for you.
0: Right. There you go. And that certainly makes sense to me. If travel is one of the things that you're really excited about, you know, maybe eating in more than eating out at home. Mm Uh, that's not a bad trade-off uh, to have extra money to travel and, and do it comfortably. So if cooking at home means I can hit a tropical beach later or go to Hawaii, sign me up, right? Yeah, Tony, you're absolutely right. Making some of those sacrifices
1: is going to allow you to, to hit that tropical beach later, if that's what you want to do. And if you want to stretch your dollars even more, you should begin to plan those travels earlier. You know, when you plan early, you have more opportunities to take advantage of some of the deals that hotels and airlines may have. Now, on the flip side of that, planning is very important, but you, if traveling is something that you want to do, being flexible is also key to making sure that you can stretch your budget. Because for airlines and hotels and other operators, they want to fill up as much as they can. And so sometimes at the last minute, they will offer deep discounts um, to fill those rooms and to fill those seats. So if all of a sudden Sudden, you get an offer 48 hours ahead of time, and it's a a 80% off on a flight or on a hotel. If you have the flexibility in your schedule to take that, you may save quite a bit of money and be able to um, go someplace uh, that you had been planning on. Yet, it's going to be a bit earlier than you thought. So, having flexibility is important, but also having a plan. If you take a look at uh, a last minute deal, for example, I I did this, believe it or not, a a couple months ago, just taking a a look at flights to Europe. There were some last minute deals um, to Paris for $350 round trip. That's quite a deal.
0: Oh, it's an incredible deal. That's awesome. And and there are deals out there. Uh, What do you have next for us, though?
1: Another great way to travel on a regular basis, and still have a few bucks, Tony, is to travel during the shoulder season, which is the time of the year in certain areas where the weather is still good, but the peak tourism season has ended. With no jobs to tie you down anymore, you're able to position yourself to take advantage of some of these times to travel. It is not uncommon for hotels to be significantly reduced during the shoulder season, as well as airlines, but you got to keep in mind that shoulder season for where you live may be very different from the destination. Destination that you're going to. So you're going to want to do some research. For example, shoulder season uh, and peak season in Australia, for example, is going to be very different than France uh, or even Florida, for that matter. So if you want to take advantage of the shoulder season uh, and the savings that comes with it, you need to do a little research to make sure you're planning accordingly.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds important. So uh, and it's interesting because, you know, I'd heard of peak season and off season and know what those <laughs> But I, I don't think I'd ever heard of the, the phrase shoulder time or shoulder season before, yep. uh, but that makes sense. You know, it's kind of that in-between time. Uh, and if it means the weather's still halfway decent or warm and pleasant, but there are fewer tourists milling around, that's great.
1: Well, yeah, that's a that's an added benefit, right? Because if, if you go during the shoulder season, then you don't have to compete with uh, other people. Um, you have shorter lines, all those types of things. As you start planning for travel adventures as you, after you retire, it's critical that you be smart about your destination. For example, Tony, you could take your grandchildren to Disney World for a week, but for the same amount of money, you might be able to enjoy a full month in a warm and beautiful uh, country with a great culture like Croatia uh, for, again, the same amount of money. Along those lines don't be afraid to book a travel itinerary that includes multiple stops because it can help you keep more of your money in your wallet dealing with layovers for a few hours can save you hundreds of dollars. And that's money that you can use down the road for restaurants or a nicer hotel um, or what have you. I'll give you an example of this, especially for folks that may want to go to Europe. So there's a couple airlines based out of Ireland or, and out of Iceland where they'll lay over in those locations, and they will be usually 20 to 30 percent cheaper, and they will often offer you the ability to stay in that country for a day or two, um, visit that country, and then continue on your flight for no additional cost. So it's worth looking into.
0: Well, definitely sounds worth looking into. And uh, obviously, there are a lot of benefits uh, to that. Uh, You know, uh, flying into one city and maybe leaving for home from another, uh, that's a great way to cross more destinations off your bucket list as well uh, and maybe save some money. And I know there's a lot of great places to see between, say, San Francisco and San Diego, right?
1: Yeah, certainly there are. And, and you, you know, when it comes to booking airfare, Tony, you have to make sure that you read the fine print, though, right? Because especially if you're going to use some of the discount airlines like Southwest or in Europe, Ryanair, because those are no-frill carriers, they're going to have a lot of additional fees for taking baggage or in-flight entertainment. So, yeah, it, it's, it's a great cost-saving, but you have to make sure you read the fine print. So depending on how much you want to fly, these budget... Uh, Airlines may not be the best deal if you're going to have luggage or you're going to need some of those added add-ons. But if you're okay, just taking an overnight bag, um, then certainly use some of these budget airlines to get where you need to go uh, and do it on the cheap.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, That's great. And I know there are a lot of ways uh, to save money. I'm glad we're going over it. You know. Uh, I've enjoyed the show so far. I know we have a lot more to cover, but we probably should take a moment here to let your listeners know how they can get a hold of you if they have any questions and want to talk about financial planning or income planning in retirement.
1: Yeah, you know, as as you mentioned and we talked about at the beginning of the show, Tony, to travel in retirement, it's going to take money it's, and it takes planning. Well, to be able to have the income, to be able to have uh, the money available to to travel, it also needs some planning on your financial side, making sure that you have a, a plan that makes sure what you've saved for retirement is going to last through all of your travels, and make sure you have the income that you need, one, to meet your needs, um, day-to-day needs, but also meet your travel needs. So if you want to start getting a, a, an idea and working towards those goals, please give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at the IVAG.com, and we'll start talking about how to make sure you have a retirement income plan plan that's going to be able to sustain um, your goals in retirement, especially if travel is one of those goals.
0: Right. And I think travel is going to be a goal for a lot of us in retirement. Uh, And the show's been great so far. This is the Ivy Retirement Podcast, and our host is here, Mr. Peter Loffenberg, the man with the plan. I'm your (laughs) co-host, Tony Shore. And, you know, we're talking about ways to enjoy a retirement that includes a lot of travel without breaking the budget. And based on what you've already told us so far, I'm already uh, Peter creating my own mental list of all the different places I want to go. So, uh, what do you have next for us? Yeah, everyone has a mental list. I want to visit that that mountainside you live on.
1: Really? Well, you you let me know, and we'll we'll hop on one of the budget airlines. You come out, Tony. We'll do a (laughs) we'll do a we'll do a podcast together. Oh yeah, uh, live together. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. One of the next things I want to touch upon is, is. when it comes to accommodations and what to be looking for there especially when you want to save money and those are accommodations that have value-added pieces to just the overnight stay so for example if it's great to be able to find a hotel that may offer a free breakfast the next morning, right? Because that means your overnight stay was paid for, but the first meal of the day is going to be included in that price. That way, um, you're saving money at least on one of the three meals that you're going to need over the course of the day. Additionally, a lot of hotels, when you go to a certain location, are going to partner with some of the other attractions that are in the area that you're visiting. So look for hotels that do that because oftentimes those have some sort of package deal that will provide a discount discount, not only for the room, but also for some of the attractions or the sites that you may want to go see during the course of your vacation or your visit there.
0: Wow, that, that sounds great. Uh, the only thing I like more than breakfast is a free breakfast. You know that. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And so when it does come for, you know, to getting a room for the night, my philosophy is always that if it's, if I'm someplace with a lot of attractions or things that I'm going to be going out and doing, Uh, I don't need to fork over a ton of money for a hotel when I'm just going to sleep there, right?
1: Yeah, Tony, exactly. I mean, when I travel my... uh... I just want a hotel that's going to be clean, right? Uh, and it's exactly. going to be located well. I don't need all the
0: extra frills.
1: And so, you know, clean and
0: location are key. And a, a free breakfast doesn't hurt. A, well, a free either.
1: breakfast, right. I mean, you add, the add ons are important. But at the baseline, you want to make sure, and for me, and I think for most people, making sure where you're going to stay is both clean and located well to be able to see the sights is very important because how much time are you really going to be spending in your hotel room? If you're taking a trip to a beautiful beach or to Paris or to Rome, or to someplace else and you're sitting in your motel room the most of the time then you're doing something wrong at least in my opinion you know uh, another thing to think about especially if you're going to be visiting a larger city again even if it's in the States let's say New York or or Boston uh, or overseas a lot of these cities have really good public transportation systems um, that will take you everywhere you probably want to go while you're there so you know thinking about renting a car a lot of people think they need to think twice about doing that because they're not only do you have the car rental price you also have to worry about where you're gonna park it and you're also worrying about is something gonna happen to that car while you're renting it so think about that pretty closely you know if you're gonna be traveling the countryside maybe a car rental makes sense but if you're gonna be visiting uh, some of the major cities where a lot of people like to go visit it may not make sense to rent a car
0: right well, and, you know, uh, with services like Uber and Lyft, uh, that's a great way to ditch the rental car. And I think if you work out the math, you could probably save money. I mean, if you're worn out after a long day of sightseeing on foot, you, you just bring up the app and, and get a lift back to your hotel via those services, Uber or Lyft. And, uh, and I think some of those rides will still be cheaper than paying for a rental car for an entire trip.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly, you use the public transportation when you need to. And then if you do need to get some sort of, uh, of, of car to go someplace, there are a number of different services, a number of different services you can utilize to do that. It's great as, as those services have grown, the the options for travelers have gotten only better. So,
0: right, right. So, uh, you know what, and you know, food is another item, right? Uh, yeah. the, instead of eating out while you're on vacation, you can uh, you can go to a grocery store wherever you're at and cook in. Or you know, who doesn't love a good picnic, right? Well, that's true. You got to keep in mind, right? You have to eat
1: while you travel. You don't, you don't stop doing that. And right. instead of paying for three meals, you know, hopefully you find a hotel that's going to provide your breakfast. Well, what do you do for the rest of the day? Well, certainly you want to uh, partake in in the local food that you might have available to you as you travel. But that doesn't mean you have to go to a restaurant and sit down and buy a, a full meal. Going to a grocery store that might be local to have a picnic or stopping by a local bakery or any of those types of things. Especially if you're in a your foreign country and you want want to kind of sample some of that food in a safe way, there are a lot lower cost options than just going to out three times a day um, and and spending and blowing a lot of your budget on food. You can still eat a lot of food um, without having to do it in a restaurant. So when you're doing that pre-planning, start thinking about how exactly, what is it you want to do, uh, and is food important to you? For some people, it's not, right, Tony? people can, right. are happy just eating a sandwich and, and what have right. you um so it takes some planning and think about food that does eat a lot of the budget up um but there's ways to get around it you don't have to go to a restaurant three times a day to to achieve the to achieve the goal of eating um and you're not yeah, missing
0: out yeah if you're eating out once or twice a day on a nice big meal you know you don't have to go out three times a day that's that's yep. so true so what's next Another good option for saving
1: money on travel is increasing the number of days for a big trip. Consider that the most expensive part of traveling, for example, to Europe, um, is the cost of the airfare. So if you dream of exploring Europe, why not go for a month and focus on economical lodging and meals rather than taking multiple short trips on a continent? Remember, you're not working anymore and you should have some flexibility. So now is the time to take that, those longer trips and really explore where you're going.
0: Well, yeah, and you know, I think it's important. You can enjoy a nice hotel at a popular location, maybe without paying the top rate. There are deals that can be found, and I think that's important. Sure, sure, and and
1: agree. You got to make sure you're looking at the difference between weekend and weekday rates, and they also they can be very significant. So, as you're planning and looking at at. Where you're going to stay, you know, because again, the great part is your retirement. You have the flexibility. If it means checking out on a, uh, checking in or checking out on a a weekday as opposed to a weekend, you could save quite a bit of money there as well.
0: Well, yeah, good point. And Peter, once again, let's let our listeners know. I mean, uh, really, this is just a small part of retirement income planning, right? I mean, planning on how much you're going to spend on trips. Uh, you need to make sure you have income to cover your monthly expenses as well. And that's what you help people do. So how can our listeners uh, set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation with you where they can sit down and talk about uh, that plan and you can get them on the right track?
1: Yeah, Tony. So people can give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us on the IVAG.com to start that conversation. And the way, that, the way we work with folks is we're going to sit down initially and figure out what are your goals for retirement, right? And, and oftentimes travel is at the very top of that list. And so knowing your goals and knowing what you want to do when you retire, we then take a look at, okay, what have you saved? Uh, what do you have for potential income sources? And we start to create a plan to make sure that you're going to have have the money um that and it's going to last one so that you can live you can do your day-to-day obligations for in retirement but also that you can meet your goals and again traveling being one of them we want to make sure that you have enough money um to be able to travel as often as you want to in retirement it it goes you know it goes we, we talked about planning for travel at the beginning of this podcast but you know before you even plan your trips, you need to have an income plan that make sure that you can sustain whatever travel schedule you want to do. So again, sure. you know, give us a call 866-360-2724 and we can start that conversation.
0: All right. Sounds good. Now, this has been a, a really interesting topic, talking about ways to uh, make our dreams come true about spending at least part of our retirement traveling and how to make that a reality, right? Yeah, that's the goal,
1: and, and you know, trying to not break the bank when when you want to start traveling and when you retire, and those travel goals start to become travel realities. Tony, I recently saw an article on Investopedia that I think sheds even more light on what we've been talking about today. The article starts by urging people to ask themselves a question that I, that I think is really important, that do you really love to travel or do you like to take
0: vacations? Hmm, that's an interesting question. What's the difference?
1: Yeah, that is a good question. In the way the way the article talks about it and the way I like to think about it are pretty much the same. Take traveling is a situation where you go away and you're you're going to be on the road and you're going to go from site to site and you're going to see things. Um, And and though you're away from home um, and you're away from some of your responsibilities, there's still a lot of of planning and there's still a lot of uh, work that goes into that to see different sites and do different things. A vacation, on the other hand, that's a type of situation where you may plop your butt down on the beach for a week and don't do anything. It's really (laughs) rest and recovery. and, And it's it's you know, something that, yes, it requires planning, but it doesn't require a lot of mental exercise, if that makes sense. There's a difference, you know, going to to London on vacation and going to London for travel are two very different things, in my opinion.
0: Oh, that's true. That's I get it now. Uh, That's a really good point. Uh, And there definitely is a big difference. And I think it's a vital distinction for anybody uh, to look at before they decide how much they want to travel.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Tony. Another critical factor when you're making your travel plans is thinking about the number of obligations that you still have back at home. If you're helping to take care of, let's say, an elderly parent or children or your grandchildren, you're likely to find extended travel very difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, we need to be available for to the people we love and who rely on us. And that's certainly something most of us want to factor into our travel plans. If we're uh, taking care of uh, elderly parents or super young children or pets, you have to take all that into consideration.
1: Yeah, certainly your outside obligation, and you shouldn't just consider the health of those that you care about, Tony. You really should also closely consider your own health status before you start making firm travel decisions. While you certainly don't need to be in perfect health to travel, you do need to be healthy enough to manage the challenges and stresses that can pop up while you're traveling. Very rarely does traveling ever go very smoothly. You know, if you have a serious or chronic health condition, you should meet with your doctor to at least discuss where you're going and how long you'll be gone and what you'll be doing to make sure that you're not going to be overtaxed or stressed um, or stress any of those chronic uh, conditions and remember Medicare does not cover health expenses that occur when you're outside of the country so you want to have some sort of travel insurance to help you cover an emergency um, emergency what any emergency quite frankly but uh, emergency medical expenses as
0: well yeah and that's a really good reminder. Uh, Some plans cover that, uh, some supplemental plans, but you usually have to get uh, travel insurance for that. Uh, So look at that. That's another good reminder. What else do you have for us?
1: Well, Tony, as you can imagine your travel plans will often boil down to your expectations versus what your bank account can probably do. You know, a week-long international trip for two can cost more than $5,000. And if you plan on taking trips that last longer than that, you're looking at even a a higher cost. So you're going to need to take the right financial steps. If you want to stay in a nicer hotel while traveling in North America and Europe, you're going to need plenty of cash in your account before you leave. If you're willing to utilize more modest accommodation like hostels, budget hotels, or campgrounds you're possibly gonna. You're not gonna possibly. You are going to reduce the cost of those accommodations and be able to travel uh, more inexpensively.
0: Yeah, I'm not camping or <laughs> staying in a hostel, Peter. I just we can cross those two off that list that. right now uh, for myself. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, my my wife and kids would love to. They're like camping, great. And I'm like, no, I uh, can't. I'm not. I, I'm not burning a couple of vacation days to sleep on the ground.
1: No. I hear you on the camp, camping, and, <laughs> yeah. I, and my hostel days are over myself. Yeah, but, yeah. That's but a
0: young—that's a younger man's game.
1: But Tony, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Uh, in my experience, in staying at hostels, uh, there were the younger folks, and there were probably uh, age fifty-five or older. Probably made up half of the population staying in hostels. So, it, really, it, it, yes, absolutely. So hostels don't write them huh. off if you're comfortable with that. um wow. Do some research. Uh, hosteling is less expensive, and um, you're not going to be you'll find people of
0: the same age. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Well, uh, obviously uh, that's, uh, that's important. So uh, another good place to start though, is how much time are you going to spend inside your lodging? Like you mentioned earlier, that would determine that probably.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the good news is there's a number of budget-friendly retirement travel options that are out there. One such option is a repositioning cruise. The cruise line offers these discount trips when you need to move the ship from one port to another, which is usually done in the off-season. Unlike a typical cruise, the ship won't return to its port of origin, but will instead stop at several ports along the way before arriving at its final destination. So if if you have plenty of time and are more interested in the journey than the destination, a reposition cruise may be a great option for you.
0: Ah, never heard of that. And of course, uh, you know, uh, hopefully things get back to some semblance of normalcy and people start traveling again. Uh, But it's good to think about uh, once we do start traveling again, how to do it. And I think this episode has been very enlightening uh, in that aspect. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously uh, you want to take advantage of less expensive options like that, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You've got to always have your budget thinking cap on when you're doing the planning uh, for any sort of traveling, uh, because you want to make sure we can stretch those travel dollars to to reach your goals and be able to see whatever and as much as you want uh, when you go out on the road. Uh, Another affordable travel option that might work well for some people is volunteering. You know, options range from giving two years to the Peace Corps to a few days volunteering at an organic farm. Just to about everything in between. And here it's an exchange. You go and volunteer your time. In exchange, you're usually going to be fed in some f- form or fashion, and you're going to have some sort of accommodations. And then after your volunteer time is over, you have the ability to travel. Um, so here you've had the opportunity to, you know, do some good, um, get to the location, usually. Um, at the cost of whoever you're going to volunteer for and then have the ability to travel either before or after. So if you're open to that, it's a great way to, to use your travel money and really ex, uh, stretch it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of people can do that and have a great vacation in exchange for a little sweat equity. But as I've mentioned before, Peter, uh, I have allergies uh, and my biggest allergy is to manual labor. Which is why I'm, in, <laughs> which is why I'm in radio, right? That's fair enough, so, Tony. And, and like I said, right.
1: it's not going to be for everyone, um, yeah. but it is an option. Um, you know, if you're looking to to go to some of those places and volunteer and get. Um, know do some good and also get an exchange for that then you know if you're up to it it's a good option another inexpensive travel option that doesn't always get a lot of attention is working as you go for example teaching English abroad or writing a book or a blog about your experiences or working as a virtual assistant um, is a great way to see the world without wiping out the nest egg or the money that you've saved for retirement you could do it Tony you could go and do podcasts around the world and possibly pay for your travel
0: Wow. There you go. I like that. Now there's an option. Yeah. There see? you
1: go.
0: Yep. Well, hey, this has been a great discussion, but we're out of time. Peter, is there anything else you want to add before we go today? I would just say that if
1: folks... Obviously, travel is going to be important for a lot of people. And if it is for you and your retirement goals, um, making sure that you have an income plan that's going to accommodate your travel needs is very important. Um, So give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us on the IVAG.com and we can start having a conversation about making sure you have a solid retirement plan that is going to meet all of your obligations, but also start achieving some of those goals, which of course for many people includes travel. And then also sharing some of ideas about traveling and how to, how to stretch that dollar when you uh, eventually get on that plane or on that boat to go wherever you're going.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's great advice. So uh, what's the phone number and web address one more time that people can get a hold of you at? Sure. It's
1: 866-360-2724.
0: All right. Thanks, Peter. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Laufenberg. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Tony, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Laufenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at IVAG.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724, a registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.